0: Thank you wonderful partners for joining me today. I pray the Lord will bless you today in a rich, blessed way. The Lord will meet that need in your life, he promised it. And today I want to continue my teaching on be conformed or be transformed. The Bible tells us be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But sadly, in some cases, people are being conformed rather than be transformed. And I wanna be a blessing to you today that you would be strong in the Lord in these challenging times, that you be transformed into the image of Jesus. Lord, thank you for your wonderful word. I pray you will use it today to bless your people, to strengthen your inheritance, to meet that need in their life in your precious, wonderful, glorious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, if you missed the teaching yesterday, I want you to go back and watch it because I really care for you. You are my wonderful partner. I thank God for you. And I thank you for being with me again today. But the teaching I started yesterday is so important. And I talked. to you, I want to continue today talking about the three different worlds that the Bible talks about. Number one, Jesus in John 15 verse eight said, I've chosen you out of the world and the world will hate you. Now, which world was the Lord talking about? Because the Bible talks about three worlds. World number one, the earth is is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, well that belongs to God. World number two, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, John 3.16. So that means humanity. We are to love mankind just like God loves mankind. But the world that the Lord talked about when he said I chose you out of the world, he meant 2 Corinthians 4.4, because in 2 Corinthians 4.4, it says Satan is the God of this world. The Lord Jesus in John called him the Prince of this world. So when we talk about not to be conformed to this world, like Romans 12, two says, it doesn't mean the earth. It doesn't mean mankind. It means the system, the world order, Satan's world. He's the God of this system. He's the God of this world order we are in today, the thinking, the behavior of humanity is what that means when it talks about the world, this world system. So uh, God's word also makes it very, very clear. We are not to be conformed to this world system. So I talked about this yesterday, but I, I finished by talking about the two kingdoms we are in. We are in... Uh, first, this kingdom is a world, and this kingdom of this world is ruled by the wisdom of the natural man, the behavior of the natural man. And, and Paul, the apostle, talked about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17, when he talked about, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, Not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it's the power of God. It is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. And will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. So it says, where is the wise, where is the scribe, and where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? So it's this world that uh, moves by human wisdom, human reason and so on. But God's kingdom, uh, the center of God's kingdom is the Lord Jesus. While the center of this kingdom on earth is self. So self is what Satan promotes in this world system. While in God's system, uh, it's it's the Lord Jesus who's the center of it. So see the difference. The world's system, self, is the center of it. Now, Satan is the mastermind behind it, but, but he promotes humanity and humanistic thoughts and humanistic reasons. Humanistic wisdom is what the devil promotes, you see? So, now, uh, let's go, let's go, to, to 1 Corinthians 3.3. 3. In, in fact, just, just before we do that, let's go to 1 Corinthians 2.12, because that's what I left off yesterday. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, it means the world system, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So when, when it, it comes to to the kingdom of God, we enter into the kingdom by being born again. John 3, verse three and verse five make that very clear and I showed that to you yesterday. So uh, Jesus said to Nicodemus, if any man is not born again, he, he, he cannot see or even enter the kingdom of God. So we enter the kingdom of God by being born again. Now once we enter into the kingdom of God, it doesn't mean we're gonna be successful because it's possible to go backwards into the world, into the system of the world. That's why the Bible tells us in Romans 12, too: be not conformed to this world. Don't go back to the way the world thinks, the way it reasons, so on. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, when when we look at 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 3, we, we find that here are some believers in the kingdom who were not thinking or living like the kingdom of God wants them. Because it says in verse three, for ye are yet carnal. He's talking to the church in Corinth. He says, you're still carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and don't you walk as men walk, or men think, or humanity behaves. So sadly, it's possible to be born into the kingdom of God and yet behave like a person still is in the kingdom of the world, belongs to the world. So here, this is very important. Paul is telling the church they were living like the world, and as though they were still under the world order, the system of the world. Uh, The Bible defines worldliness in 1 John. Let's go to it, 1 John 2.16. In 1 John 2.16, John talks about the world we are not to love. We're not to love this world. In fact, the Bible says, "If we, if you love this world, you're not pleasing the Lord at all, at all." So, but let's let's uh, also quickly talk about uh, this important matter, and and that's First John two sixteen. For all that is in the world, so what's what's in this world system? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. It says, it's not of the Father, but it's of the world. That doesn't mean the planet. It doesn't mean the the world of mankind. For God so loved that world he sent his Son. It's talking about the world system. In 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, and I've been repeating that, that's the world God wants us out of. Because in 2 Corinthians... Corinthians 4.4 4, it says Satan is the God of this world meaning the system the thinking behavior now what is this world well it's the lust of the flesh it's the lust of the eyes and the pride of life well let's let's look at the word lust here that word lust is mentioned three times in both verse 16 and 17 because in verse 17 it says, And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. That word lust is the Greek word for craving. Craving. Uh, so it speaks of worldly passions. It speaks of that major motivation uh, for all that is worldly. For all that ma- a man wants. Uh, craving the worldly. So the worldly mind, the worldly mind, finds its main satisfaction through the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, I I should, should say, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. So the worldly mind finds that satisfaction through that lust, through that craving. And the eyes, The eyes are the main avenue to the mind. So man finds that momentary uh, satisfaction by being transported into an artificial world, into a world that's not real. Uh, That world leaves people empty that world leaves people without true satisfaction. There's nothing satisfying about it. It's an empty world, it's not a real world. And they, they get trans uh, transported into, into some artificial uh, thing that they think is real, but it's not real at all. So uh, that, that's the world that John talks about the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. So uh, when 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 our spirit is not ruled by by the Holy Spirit, then it's ruled by the by the pride of life. It becomes uh, self-centered, uh, not Christ-centered. Uh, and we're told in the Bible we we we're not to be a part of that. So, the 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 craving that word lust for all that is in the world, the craving of the flesh, 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 ego, flesh. The lust of the eye. What fills the human mind and spirit. And then the pride of life. But if you if you break them down. There's the craving of the flesh, the craving of the soul, and the craving of the spirit. The craving of the flesh, it's for the body. The craving of the eyes for the soul. And the the craving of the pride of life is spiritual. Spiritual. Where where that spiritual man now is, is not ruled by the Holy Spirit, Jesus is not the center of that person's life. Uh, self is the center. And when self is the center, it's the pride of life. So, um, Philippians chapter 1, 21. Let's go to that for a minute, please. Because the word of God has a lot to tell us about being free from all this. So, what what are we to do? Paul said, for me to live is Christ. Wow. For me to live is Christ. Be Christ-centered. So, the answer that we need here from the Bible, there's actually more than one. Let's, let's look at uh, 1 John 2.15. 1 John 2.15 says, Do not love the world. Let's go and actually read it together. 1 John 2 and verse 15. Now, we Christians who want to live rightly before God, who want to be transformed into the image of Jesus, we are commanded in 1 John two fifteen: love not the world or the world system, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's number one. Number two, don't be a friend to that system. Don't be a friend to the world and the way humanity thinks and the way humanity behaves. And, uh, and you'll, you'll, you'll see here in James 4.4, 4, we are commanded, don't be a friend. So the Bible says, you adulterers, and adulterers says, know you not that friendship, the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore be a friend of the world. Is the enemy of God. So if we are, if we are a friend of the system that Satan rules, I told you yesterday. I explained something. I want to go back and explain it a little more. When the Nazis invaded Europe, Europe came, came under the domination of the Nazis' mentality. So uh, the people of France, for example, uh, had to fight the very system that Hitler wanted them to come under. And and I told you yesterday, the reason God allows us to be uh, uh, in this world, not of it, but in it, is because this conflict allows us to become conquerors. By rejecting it, and opposing it, and fighting it, and saying no to it, we become qualified for reign and for authority. Uh, uh, De Gaulle, who was who became the president of France after the Second World War, fought the Nazis and the system and the mentality of of Hitler, and so he was trusted then with the presidency of of France, and a lot of of, of the people who fought that system became very powerful later, receiving great authority, like uh, uh, for example. Uh, our president Eisenhower, who was the the commander of the Allied armies in Europe. His training, later the United States trusted him to be the president after Truman. So conflict prepares us for authority, prepares us for rule, where God will trust us to rule his kingdom one day when Jesus returns. So that's why the, the, we're allowed to still be in this system. We're not under it. We, we have to oppose it, we have to say no to it. So that's why God did not take us home when we were born again. He said, no, I'm gonna keep you there to train you, to train you for authority, to train you for rule. So we are, we are told don't love the world. Don't love this system of the world in 1 John 2.15. Don't be a friend to the system of Satan the system of the world the, the lust of the flesh the lust of the eye the pride of life and then do not be conformed to it don't don't become like it romans 12:2 so jesus said let your light so shine let your light shine uh, light expels darkness light opposes this kind of dark system so you know we as believers um should not you know run away from it and go to some desert place we are to oppose it we are to expose it we are to say no to it that's how we get trained you don't get trained by by running away you know there's a lot of you know in ancient times a lot of people went to monasteries and hid themselves in some caves believing that you know i don't want this world to to run to be a part of my life or even to influence my life we don't have to do that we just make sure that the word of god is filling our life where we can say no to it with power refuse it with that authority in us that god's word gives us to say no because we we are not slaves we were slaves to this system before we got saved but now we are in the kingdom of god but let's not be like the church in corinth that was in the kingdom but lived like they were not in the kingdom they were still carnal as paul tells them so We cannot win by dealing with the external. You've got to, you've got to. A man used to pray, uh, and this is a true story. A man used to pray, Lord, deliver me from the cobweb of selfishness, deliver me from the cobweb of greed deliver me from the cobweb of this and this and that. And people after a while got really tired of him praying that same prayer over and over. Every time he was in church, he would pray that same prayer. Lord, deliver me from the cobweb of of lust and the cobweb of this and the cobweb of that. And suddenly a lady stood up and she said, just, why don't you just simply ask God to kill the spider? Stop asking God to deliver you from the cobweb of whatever. Just ask God to kill the spider. And that's, I think, what we have to do. Just kill the spider. Don't let this world in. And it's not about fighting the external. Fighting the external is like that man saying, Lord, send me free from the cobweb that the spider is causing. Let's get rid of the spider. Let's go down to the root. So what, what is the remedy? What's the remedy? Ah, this is, this is the answer we've been waiting for. Let's go to Galatians. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Let's go to Galatians and let's look at chapter six and let's look at verse 14. That gives us the answer to total deliverance from this world system. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me. Thank you. Lord. By whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. When I accept the cross of Jesus, at that moment, that world is crucified unto me And I unto it. And to accept the cross of Jesus is to embrace it. And to embrace the cross, I told you a few days back, you have to embrace three things. The shame of the cross, which is persecution. So the second you become a Christian, they're going to mock you. They're going to call you names. They're going to insult you. They're going to mistreat you. That's embracing the cross. And then you'll be free from the world. The second thing that you embrace, not only the shame of the cross, but the weakness of the cross. The weakness of the cross means you come to the end of yourself. where You you cannot depend on yourself to live the Christian life. Because his strength is made perfect in weakness. The Lord's strength. Remember when Paul went and asked the Lord to deliver him from the thorn in his flesh? He said, no, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you come to the end of yourself is when God steps in and gives you the strength. You you need to live the Christian life. And number three, to embrace the cross, is to embrace death, the death of the cross. We die to the things of the flesh. We die to the things of the world. We die to the things that this world wants us to be a part of. We say, no, we don't want to be a part of it. So we begin to live holy, we live righteous, we live acceptable unto God. Like, like David wrote, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord. Our cry is to live pleasing to the Lord, to live holy unto him, to be accepted by him on that glorious day. And it's a a daily battle. A daily battle is we embrace the cross every single day. So Paul says that when he embraced the cross, he, he said, God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom, wow, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto it, unto the world. So that really is the only remedy to, to this problem where you, you will no longer be conformed to this world if the cross is the center of your life and Jesus is the center of your, of, your, of your being. So we view the world, we view the world as a man would view it nailed to a cross. So think about yourself. When Jesus hung on that cross, he saw the world as a crucified lamb not a part of it, hallelujah. We are not a part of it, we're not a part of it. Thank you Lord, that a cross is really the answer. Lift your hands and ask God to give you that truth. Lord, give them that truth today. Let them see the cross is the answer to all worldliness. Yes, Lord, deliver them from this world, the system of this world, the power of this world, in the name of Jesus. Your word declares, be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Lord, I pray that you will do that in their life every single day. and On that day when they see you face to face, You will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You're able to keep us from falling. You're able to present us before your throne, blameless with exceeding joy. To you and only to you, blessed Lord, be all the glory. Amen. Jesus is Lord. Amen and amen. All right, it's time to give to the Lord's work. It's time to say, I love you, Lord, with an offering. It's time to say, I worship you, Lord, with an offering. The Bible talks about in the Psalms, how we bring an offering as an act of worship, as an act of thanksgiving to the Lord. And Paul in Corinthians said, that's the way we prove our love to the Lord. And when we sow, we reap. So I'm asking you today to honor the Lord with your money. Like the Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance. You know, I've come now every day to you since March of 2020. And I've been daily with you since then. And I'm going to continue. In fact, I love this way more than you realize. Yeah, I'm traveling some now, of course, because things are changing out there. Where I, I need to travel. But even when I travel, I come and be with you. Sometimes I have to tape it in the car. Sometimes tape it uh, with my phone, you know, somewhere from s- someplace I'm at, from a hotel. Or someplace. Because I really, really want to be a blessing to your life. Before God takes me home, I want to strengthen your walk with the Lord to where you will be unshakable, unmovable, and stable in the faith. Because sadly, some people are leaving the faith because they're believing things that are not biblical. And so even some some pastors are teaching things that are not biblical, and recently I spoke to some wonderful pastors, so I'm encouraged to tell you that there's a lot of wonderful upcoming new young people who really want to serve God with a holy heart and a pure spirit, and I'm there for them. them. In fact, let me just mention to you, if you want to be a part of that, let us know. I'm gonna start doing, I think monthly Zoom meetings with pastors just to answer their questions and pray with them. And if you want to be one of them, just send me an email or a comment. But the easiest would be the email, Ben at benhin.org. That's all. Just say I want to be a part of the pastor's Zoom monthlies. And that's Ben at benhin.org. Now it's time to give. Let's honor the Lord with our substance and let's bless his holy name. Okay, you can see on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, binahin.org. In fact, you can watch the dailies, by the way, on our website. And, and it's, it's growing. And thank you for many of you that are watching me on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is really growing. So thank you and tell your friends about that. And then you can also give by text, BHM 45777. All right, tomorrow, a very wonderful program again. A great week this whole week. Much love to you and thank you for being my wonderful family and